This is the Rebel Scum Podcast. Available in video on YouTube and audio wherever you listen to your podcasts. Every week, Brock and James talk the latest rumors, news, and theories from a galaxy far, far away. Support us on Patreon for exclusive offers and join the Star Wars discussion. Patreon.com slash Podcast. Here are your hosts, Brock and James. You're always scum. Rebel scum. Waboom, wabang, we're back, baby. Rebel scum podcast. I'm Brock. This is... Jay. I'm going to do that for the whole podcast. Jay. <laughs> hey, 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 hey. Episode 303, we're back from American Thanksgiving, the Pretender Thanksgiving. Thank you for all the views. Thank, I hope you enjoyed it. Uh, Star Wars, let's do it to it, James. Uh, look, Star Wars is a property I'm not all that familiar with. I'm more of a Star Trek guy. Uh, Star Trek. No, so, dude, this week. Did you see nine years? Nine years yeah. since we got the first teaser from The Force Awakens. I can't. <laughs> a few things. I can't believe it's been nine years. I also kind of can because a lot of time has gone by. But yeah, like, yeah. that was wild. I remember I was uh, at the gym, Brock, at the Square One shopping mall. And Ooh. I left and I went on my phone and there was a tweet from in the Twitters back when companies used Twitter. And it was from uh, Lucasfilm or Disney or whatever, and they and that's how I saw it. it was like in my car. I'm like, what? And it was mm-hmm. wild. And yeah, that was our first look at Star Wars in a decade. At that point, I honestly can't remember. Like, I remember no, I, I honestly remember nothing of the first trailer coming out. I remember being excited. Oh, now I remember. It's like it's the teaser, right? Where all of a sudden, yeah, like, it's been head pops up. You're like, whoa. Like it's like a short one, right? Yeah, within there's been an awakening. Have you felt it or whatever? And then yeah, Finn's face pops up. Yeah. And we we didn't know any names. If you remember, we didn't know any names. I think it was the next day or the day after they did like the tops trading cards. They're like, this is Kylo Ren. This <laughs> is that. And they're like, ooh, what's what are these people? And yeah, everybody yeah. was like, Well, Kylo is is Han and Leia's kid, and they were everyone was dead on on that. And Ray, it turns out, it turns out it with Ray, they had no idea either. The people that made the movie <laughs> didn't know who Ray was either. <laughs> yeah, you no, know, we'll figure it out later. Uh, fix it in post. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's wild because it's like that was a pretty like for it to be a trailer of like the first live action Star Wars movie in twenty years at that point. Yes. Uh, yeah, it was 10 years. Yeah, yeah, 10 years. I gotcha. Um, it's 20 years from in between prequels or sequels or original and and prequels, right? Yes, no, more than that. 16, Uh, 16 16 years between. I didn't come here to do math. (laughs) 16 years between Jedi and and Phantom Menace, and uh, and then 10 years between Sith and 
and uh force awakens yeah 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 yeah. so it's like it was pretty cool it's like wow like i i do have memories of when the prequels got announced and you're like whoa star wars but like as an adult to see a new star wars film you're like wow i never thought this would happen and this is after lucas sells to disney right because disney has full control of all these movies there's no George Lucas. Yeah, he after. sold in 20, 2012, and then they're like, we're doing these movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I I guess we knew the name at that point. The hiding of the name didn't become a thing until uh, Endgame, which which was, I think it was fun for Endgame. I thought it was kind of stupid for Rise of Skywalker. Like yeah. it's, a, it's a movie name. Like, just give us the damn name. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but, but uh, <laughs> yeah, we knew the name, but we didn't know. We didn't know who any of the characters were, and it was kind of exciting. It, I remember that teaser... It was just so, so good. We got BBA rolling like right away. Yeah, it was like BBA yeah. rolling, Finn, Ray on the speeder, Kylo with the first glimpse of the cross guard lightsabers. I want to say it you was... see that shot of Poe in the, the X Wing, like that, like tight yeah. shot of him, which is like a terrible angle for Oscar Isaac, like in movie <laughs> history, when you really think about it, because it does not look like him. <laughs> Yeah, I think that yeah, that and then you got the, the X Wings over the, the water. Yeah. yeah. It was a fun I mean, I don't know, it was a good tri- it was a good it was a great teaser. It wasn't a good teaser, it was a great teaser. It got yeah. whatever anybody thinks of that movie or the sequels, that teaser I think got everybody super excited. It looked like Star Wars. It looked like I mean it was definitely yeah. it's funny though, because when you look at it, Brock, it's like it it brought us back to the original trilogy vibe of Star Wars, which I think at that point in time, everybody was kind of jonesing for. But then as time went on, we talk about all the time, as time went on, the kids of the prequel kids started growing up and now they're jonesing for that vibe. And it'll be curious to see what we're going to we, I think, I think with like Mandalorian and that universe, like the Mandoverse, Ahsoka and whatnot, I think we're getting a really excellent blend of OT and prequels, mm-hmm. which is what Star Wars, I think, needs to be at some point. I'm curious, like, with the Ray movie that everybody hates, I'm really curious to see what kind of vibe we get with that one. Is it going to be original yeah. trilogy? Is it going to... Is it going to flow? I think it would be kind of neat if it was original trilogy, vibe, like, sequel trilogy vibe, where everything... The original trilogy. And then we kind of see it go into the glossy... Uh, glossy sheen of the prequels. And then mm-hmm. we can see it get... T- like, it just, like, ebbs and flows. I think it would be fun. But that's... That's... Yeah. Cool. Uh, I'm not. I'm not against it. I'm also for. I mean, no, no disrespect to Daisy Ridley. I'm all up for like just an older, an old lady Ray, <laughs> like like old man Logan, like make an old lady Ray with like a BB-8 that's like clearly well, that, been like fixed over and over again. <laughs> that sounds like what Damon Lindelof wanted. He wanted the Helen mm-hmm. Mirren age. But okay, here's my here's my concern with that because. Like Luke Skywalker in The Last Jedi, which divided. But the one problem with all these movies where they do that, where there's this massive gap, is what happened in between that time? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah like, yeah. we never get that. And then, like, everything happened off camera. And, never, and it just feels like, well, why did it have to happen off camera? Why can't I see it? And then, you know, Star Wars, you know, they go back sometimes with Star Wars. But mm-hmm. I think it would be, I think, I, I think I agree with you, but I also think like let's just go on this journey with Ray right now too, and like yeah. see how she gets to old lady Ray with old man BB-8 or yeah. old droid BB-8. Like let's like I I kind of want to see the journey. We keep jumping around. 
but it's just let's see the progression and how they how she turns to the dark side. Yeah, I don't know. I I think like Star Wars waits works too much on like we drop you in the action, which is like one of the fun things about the original trilogy. It's just like, all right, go. Like, uh, it's funny, actually, I was looking for news and it was sparse, but like there was a story that I guess in the current Star Wars uh, ongoing Marvel series that's now between Empire and uh, Jedi, like Luke gets a different lightsaber like we never see in the movie. He's like a yellow lightsaber and like that's been that way for the last like 40 uh, issues. And now we're getting close apparently in the story to when Luke gets his green kyber crystal and he meets Mm. like a a Jedi master that knows kyber and explains like, it's like, I mean, I feel like this is news, but it's like put a little bit more eloquently where it's like, the kyber calls to you the kyber chooses you and you choose the kyber so it's like that's their explanation of like the blue like his original like the anakin's uh lightsaber it's like it didn't choose luke so he didn't use it as well because it's like the mentality of the comic is like a jedi and a kyber should work so well that they they um uh, they like the Jedi shouldn't have to think about using the, the the lightsaber. It just is. So it's like those stories are cool, and I would love those backup lore. But it's just like I don't. I just like it's like a uh, Star Wars movie has to have a shocking end or cliffhanger, and mm. you have to be dropped in the action, which is like. Mm, but like, if know. you look at a New Hope, you're dropped in the action right away mm. in a New Hope. But yeah. then my favorite part is it stops. And it becomes a silent film for 15 minutes with two <laughs> droids and sand. And yeah, right, yeah, yeah. but then after that, what do we get? We get Luke talking to droids. And then what do we get? We yeah. get Luke talking to Obi-Wan Kenobi, who explains he he what you just said would be a really cool scene with like an old uh, old Jedi, old Ray, whatever, yeah, talking yeah. about a Kyle, or even young Ray, because she could be educated, talking to some like that's all you need. It just conversations. The problem I think nowadays, though, mm. is I don't think audiences want to sit through people talking <laughs> when they like, I, and I think this is the thing with the rise of Skywalker because it comes from the last, the last Jedi rise of Skywalker. The last Jedi was so divisive, 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 that people were so split and hated it and loved. And, and they, they, the takeaway was just make an action from start to finish. Don't even breathe. Like, and that's kind of what we got. And it's like, I, 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 I think though, those moments are so crucial with Obi-Wan and Luke. Like, just like give us the information, make it, make it solid. And the thing with the movies is that like when Rogue One came out, I remember talking to our friend Brett. Well, Rogue One came out. He was like, Yeah, that was cool, but why why the Cairo Crystal? Like, I'm, that's never a thing. I'm like, oh, it's gonna be. And it never was. I'm, I'm almost like <laughs> you bringing that up. I'm like, this is what these movies need. They need yeah, the yeah, war. They need people just yeah. talking. Like Obi-Wan Kenobi, which we did our rankings last week, it was last, but it was probably the strongest to build lore out of all the TV shows. We got mm-hmm. the railway Jedi. There's all these little things that we get. It's like we need. I'm not saying like throw like just make a whole thing about lore. Like it's got to be in something, but like we need more of that, and they they need to expand because the kyber crystal stuff is so cool. But your parents have no idea that that's a thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like why do we care at all? And especially yeah. like like Jedi is like a, a shadow of what it used to be. 
Um, I don't know. It's, I think it was just sort of like them being like, the Death Star is a gigantic lightsaber. What? Well, I mean, it's like it's a cool idea, especially since it's created by evil Jedi. So, um, I don't know. I, I think the issue I have with like continuing a story is that like Star Wars writes itself in a corner where it's like this, this person is the chosen one, and they will bring order back to the Force, <laughs> and it's just like. No one, like, people hear that, but they don't think about the fact that it's, like, there has to be a balance. So there will yeah. always be evil and good. It just, they need each other to exist. So it's, like, which is good, because it's, like, you want to keep making shows called Star Wars. <laughs> there has to be some kind of thing to fight. And there's there's endless avenues of ways you can go. I mean, I keep saying this. High Republic, solid stories, solid villains, solid characters. It's, like, it's proven you can make it. Now, granted, a book is a book; it's a different thing. But like, you just translate that to the screen. So, yeah. like, I hope Acolyte kind of proves that. I mean, it from what we know, it seems like there. I mean, we know it's set in the High Republic era, so it's like it's going to be a little different. I hope that it's not focusing specifically on like, oh, here comes the Sith, but. I don't know. I just like, I think with the, the Skywalker saga, you're stuck in like, we can't undo certain things because yeah. it's like, then it would ruin the story, right? You can't make Luke well, look bad. You can't make, you can't make, you can't unwrite Darth Vader as a, an ultimate villain. You can have sympathy for him, but I don't know. Yeah, that's the problem though. Is like they 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 really handcuff themselves with the Skywalkers. Yeah. No, it's episode one, two, three, four, five, six, and now we're on seven. And guess what? Yeah. Seven, eight, and nine. Like one, two, and three. Sure, they're connected to four, five, and six, but they're very like they're very separate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. like exactly. Okay, Vader and Anakin, sure, but it's so separate yeah. that you that you can like they can make 10, 11, 12. You have Ray, Finn, whatever. You have them kind of branch off, and then you just go. Like I was really excited with the Force Awakens. I thought we were just going to follow these new characters, and the old characters were going to show up yeah. and be like, "Oh yeah, go on a mission for me." Like you know, like mm -hmm. I'm I, and maybe I'm them in, in the minority here, but I'm just like, give me, give me the new characters, take me on the adventure. Don't yeah. worry about the like I've seen those six movies. They end it like the Return of the Jedi ends. Like the, that's that that's a, a definitive ending there. So what happens next and why? And just yeah. take me on that with these new characters. The old characters can be sprinkled in because they're part of the mm -hmm. like they exist in the universe. So of you know it would be great to have them, but just keep doing that. And I think what Andor did better than any other. Well, it's also had the most episodes, but Andor brilliantly was like. Three, we said this last week, three episode arcs. Three episode and Star Wars movies work best when it's three episode. I mean, we've never I can't really prove that because we haven't got that much, but like three episode arcs. Like just here's this arc. Great. Here's this arc. And that's maybe they approach the movies with that mentality. You go three movies, three movies, three movies. Just worry mm -hmm. about that story for now and then worry about the next three later. And if they they can connect, but they don't have to like rely on all the little intricate yeah. details. Yeah, it's just like you like watch a show where it's like maybe it's multiple seasons and like there'll be a mention of something in the first season and then they come back to it in the third season. Like I like idea of peppering that in 
Mm-hmm. But then you kind of like, well, doesn't this become sort of lazy writing? I, I think it's like all shows and movies should have like, they should start backwards. It's like, where do we want to end? And then go backwards that way. Because it's like, I feel like you run into an issue where you're like, now we're just making stuff up. It's like, I'm not, you know. I mean, Lucas did that with the prequels, basically. He knew how he had to end yeah. it. And That's true. people didn't yeah. like him. <laughs> but I think, I still think the prequel story, like the three story yeah. is the strongest of all of them. But I mean, it, the execution, the dialogue, whatever we can discuss, but I think the what is accomplished in those three movies is, is mm. excellent. Yeah, I, I think I, you are right though. You you need to know where you're going when you're telling a story, right? Like you need to, if you're going to do these Star Wars movies, what what is? And that was a problem I think with the sequels, especially, was they didn't know what they didn't know what the point of making those movies was. Like they didn't yeah. know where what like what was the end game to it. And they didn't oh. know. I mean, speaking of Endgame, Marvel though, like Marvel when they started it, they didn't know about Endgame. They kind of no. it fell in their lap. You know, I think over time they lucked out, but that's also because of good storytelling and good planning going on. They're like, you know, what would make sense of this, and then you can kind of weave that in. I think J.K. Rowling yeah. did that with Harry Potter too. I don't think she like half the stuff in there. I'm oh like, no, that's, like she like made it up. People argue me, or have you argued that of me? But I still think she was making it up as she went along, and then she hit like a stride in a groove. And things fell into place. And yeah, she goes, "Let's yeah. do it." And that's how it happens. Which is there's yeah, nothing no, wrong with that. Either. That's like, not a that's not a knock on her at all. Like not even that's that is creative. That is creativity. I mean, outside of like the 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 cult the cancel culture surrounding J.K. Rowling, it's like she's not like she says stuff, and you're like, "What are you talking about?" Like is this? And she, there's like the lore that like I wrote the ending of ha- uh. Uh, Deathly Hallows and put it in an envelope and that's the last chapter you see. Like, I knew where the kids were going to end up. And I'm like, get out of here. Like, no. It's just like, it's just, it's very clever. It's like, yeah. And like, we're talking about Star Wars too. It's like the, one of the like most notorious Star uh, film series that would, went and got re- revisioned and remastered and what have you. Story doesn't change, but like if George Lucas had his way, he would be still working on those three yes. movies, which is not a terrible thing. Like, here's a great example. I play a game called Stardew Valley. It is a farming simulation where you just live in a town, you grow crops, and you make friends. It looks like something from Super Nintendo, maybe Nintendo era. I have put over 700 hours in this game because I played it over and over and over again. And the beauty of this game is the developer, who was one guy up until five years ago, just updates the game. So it's like you might play one through this way, and there's different ways you can go. But then you'll you'll get a like you know it looks a little bit better. He adds like new events or whatever, and like that's genius. I mean, it's not overly novel, but like I paid twenty dollars for that game once, <laughs> and now I've played it like this many times. Like, so it's not terrible. I. I like, especially we live in a world where if you wanted to edit something out of something, we're streaming all of it. So it's like, yeah. wouldn't it be beautiful if you like, they made a series and then you get an episode. And I'm like, wait, that didn't happen. And then you go back and watch another episode. It's like, oh, it changed. Or I, I think some people might be angry, but like, that could Probably be fun. Would be. Like, I was like, oh. yeah, Is you know, it's like, it's a, a organic thing. When Kanye, before Kanye went crazy, Kanye West. For anyone that's yeah, Kanye West, he did a an album 
like I don't know, almost a decade ago. I think probably maybe nine years ago, ten years ago. He did an album, and it was uh, he put on some site. I can't remember what it was, and it would allow him to change it whenever he wanted. He can go in and revise his hmm. music as he sees fit. And I can't remember what it was, but that was a big deal. And people were, you know, it's Kanye West. People make a big deal, but they were like, "Oh my God, what's it going to mean?" Yeah, and I thought it was kind of a cool idea. But also, at some point, something's got to be final when it comes to <laughs> music and film and TV. At, at some point, I guess maybe not. But yeah, he uh, did that, so that that could be an, in, an interesting little little tidbit. I mean, George Lucas did that. You know, he threw Boba Fett in A New Hope. Yeah. He he, you know, he he did. And look, we can say whatever we want, but Jango Fett was never going to be an Attack of the Clones. <laughs> <laughs> and he's only in it because of the reception that the Phantom Menace got. <laughs> Let's be honest here. People didn't like the Phantom Menace. They didn't like Jar Jar Binks. And he was like, this is Boba Fett's daddy. And everyone's like, whoa, this could be the coolest thing ever. Yeah, it's just like what, what Pete said on our uh, on our Thanksgiving roundtable. And like, I give I give big ups on this. It's like, he's the, the, the Boba Fett character. It's like, who's the Boba Fett in this one where it's like, just a guy that looks really cool, says nothing, has almost no reason to exist in it. Like I would, you could say, I mean, no, Jar Jar. I was gonna say Jar Jar is like a Boba Fett, but he's like, he's not really. No, he Jar does Jar do not. stuff throughout the series. Um, but yeah, like it's just like, yeah, it's so true. It's just like throw in that character. You know what? Like, here's the thing. It's like again, when I was looking for news and there was none, there was like, I guess, um, uh, oh gosh, what's the guy's name? Um, he did Justice League, and he redid, redid it. Zack Snyder. Oh, so Zack Snyder is making Rebel Moon because like Star yeah. Wars wouldn't go with it, and now he's like talking, talking trash about oh this is where Star Wars is going. I'm like, dude, relax. You made Sucker Punch. Like, calm down. <laughs> but like, it's gonna be interesting because I will definitely watch Rebel Moon, and it's just like if it's successful and if it's good, I, I and I highly expect it to be entertaining to some extent because that standard delivers in that sense it'd be like okay you didn't go with it totally fine because star wars is a brand and it has to appeal it has to check boxes but it's like if this story works it's like okay not a zack snyder because zack snyder is zack snyder like go find the next zack snyder make him let them do a story yeah absolutely and i Rebel Moon, I haven't seen, so I can't comment on. But I don't. I think I don't. It's not out yet. The right. right to, no, I think it's later in December. Yeah, I think uh, Star Wars Lucasfilm made the right decision to not make it Star Wars because I yeah, think. Probably. And look, and this is and that, again, this is not a knock on Zack Snyder. I like, I love, I I'm the one that loves Batman v Superman, Man of Steel. I I think. You know, I don't have to talk about my love for Man of Steel anymore, but Army of Dead I love. Uh, but I just think he's a filmmaker that that uh, maybe, you know, he's. I don't think he's right for Star Wars, and I just I I think he I think Rebel Moon is going to be great. Yeah, but at not it wouldn't be a great Star Wars movie because Star Wars is so specific, yeah. Andor really pushed the limits. Yeah, also, exactly. But it still was within Star Wars because yeah. it kind of had like it. it it pushed it, but it was right there where I think Zack Snyder, he would push it. It would go off the ledge. He'd walk it. Like, it would be like, there would be a lot going on. And I don't <laughs> think, I just think he's better suited for his own, his own IP. Like just 
let him like because he's sure. he is creative. Like let him do his own thing. It's not enough. Like some people are. I think Scorsese needs to do a Marvel movie. I think just for the sake of everybody, Martin Scorsese needs to do uh, the Punisher. The Martin what Scorsese's is, Punisher. Someone is. When is someone going to drive him back to the retirement home? Like, what's what's happening? Thanksgiving is well Dude. over. <laughs> the, the problem with Scorsese is the thing is, though, he's not always wrong when he says what he's saying. No, it, like he's if you are, like, okay. yeah, like okay, him saying that that Marvel movies aren't real movies or amusement. The, the, that's what. But he what he when he did say though was that they've kind of crushed theaters, like movie theaters. Like people won't go see. A little movie anymore, but no one's gonna go pay to see Rounders anymore. They're gonna pay to see Marvel, and I don't think it's all on Marvel. I think it's also on Netflix and Disney and streaming. The streaming services yeah. combined with the blockbusters have really kind of really put a damper on on movie theater experiences. That's what I think. So I think he's I think he's off base a little bit, but I also think he's completely on base. And I think uh, he should probably have more than one Oscar though. <laughs> yeah. Oh. <laughs> Leonardo DiCaprio doesn't get one till he barely talks in a movie, and what does that say about him? I don't know. <laughs> what is it? Jeremy Irons won a, an Oscar in the '90s, and he thanked the movie he was in before because that's when he should have won, and he didn't, and he got. <laughs> <laughs> nice. it's, it's all it's all it's all politics and nonsense. Yeah, Big time. Uh, it's it's. Fun. Hey, have you watched any uh, Hallmark Christmas movies yet? Uh, no, but I did just literally this evening evening watch the melissa mccarthy genie movie which is like genie i watched that on the weekend yeah solid it was like ooh, 90 minutes i'm in I, <laughs> yeah i put it on because Aaron wanted to watch a hallmark movie and i was like i'm not in the mood but i was like this is a christmas movie so i put it on yeah and aaron's like oh i don't want to watch that nah, nah, nah. and then she loves melissa mccarthy so as soon as she found out she was in it she's like oh okay uh it was I mean, it was yeah. it was a streaming movie, but it was like ninety minutes, and I was like, it made me laugh a couple times. I'm like, this is a, yeah. and it was it was uh, harmless. It was innocent, harmless fun, yeah. and uh, yeah, it was uh, it, it was. I had a couple couple jokes that made me go, ha 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 ha. It moved fast. It moved fast. It's yeah. like here's all you need to know in the first five minutes. And you're like, perfect. <laughs> yeah, because I was like <laughs> at the beginning, I'm like, wow, they really got lazy on how he got that. Yeah, no, it's there. <laughs> I'm like, it's just there. And then, like, I was like, that's kind of this is kind of stupid. And then, like, it just started, and I was like, oh yeah, I forgot. I forgot. Like, yeah. just, it was like, it's not waste it, time like that could have been a gift. He that could have been a gift he bought for his daughter instead of what she wanted. But anyway, uh Jeannie, most McCarthy. Yeah. Uh that's yeah. happening. Anyway, uh, they should do a Star Wars Hallmark movie, Christmas movie. That's what the next holiday special should be. It should be. I'd watch it. A love. It, of course, it would be amazing. Jingling the bells. All right, you want to go to the odds? Let's ever do the odds now. Boom. The ability of successfully navigating an asteroid field is approximately three thousand seven hundred and twenty to one. Never tell me the odds. Why would you tell him the never odds? Never tell. <laughs> you never do. You never put baby in the corner, and you never tell them the odds. Never tell me the odds. Brought to you, me, and everyone in the sound within the sound of my voice by Patreon.com/slash/RebelScumPodcast. If you like what we do, if you like to hear us ramble about the same thing over and over again because we don't have a ton of Star Wars content right now, this is the place for you. So go over to Patreon.com/slash/RebelScumPodcast and th- help us out. 
we will greatly appreciate it. And shout you out every week like we do with the following amazing people. Heidi Fetter, executive producer. Barry Brophy, Dennis Allen. Randy Kenobi, Rand- Mary Chris Natan, Dale Erdman, Jeff Wilson, Phil Staniforth, Rez, Scott D. Josh Price, Matt W., Frank Perkins, Neil Lowry, Cosmic Girl 02, Gleek Play 1, Disney Desi, Den and Nerds, Charlotte, and Ron Prasak. Thank you guys so Ooh, much. Thank you. Boom, boom, so boom. Much. By the way, Beetlejuice 2 Brock, almost done shooting. Willem Dafoe is playing uh, a a cop in the afterlife who used to be a stuntman and had an accident and died. And now he's a police officer in the afterlife. Wow. Don't know why I just thought of that. I have no idea why, but I really wanted to get that off my chest. Sounds like a great movie. Uh, Never Tell Me The Odds, our first, uh, thank you, Patreon, our first uh, Acolyte will win an acting Emmy. Is the Acolyte going to win an Emmy for Best Actor? Best actor, hmm, or you know, like or supporting actor, but it has to yeah, be yeah, yeah. acting. It can't be like, yeah. like visual no, effects or be, like yeah. choreography. Yeah, no, no, it's, like it's for performance. It's for mm. you're a Jedi. Has, has, a, has a, a a movie with like fighting choreography ever won choreography awards? Is that a thing? Because you know, like there's musicals and whatever. Then it has to be a music. It can't just be like uh, there's dancing in it. I don't. Uh, anyways, forty five percent, which is pretty high, yeah. I think. I'm. It's very high. You're like basically saying there's a really good. Uh, could make it. It could be. I'm gonna go. Um, yeah, Heidi, Heidi. No, Heidi. Jeffrey Jones will not be in Beetlejuice <laughs> too. I think he's is he still in prison? Get him out of here. Um. I I'm gonna go twenty seven percent. I don't think it's gonna happen. It could happen. Mm. I don't think it's going to though. It would be nice if an actor in Star Wars did win. Alec Guinness was really good, obviously. Mm. Is that the best performance? Uh, you know who should win, but he won't even get nominated. Is Ray Stevenson? Oh yeah, he was phenomenal. Uh, never tell me the eyes are next. Uh, Grogu will speak by the end of Mando season four. Well, I'm not, I'm not and, and not necessarily like continuing sentences forever and ever like yeah, yeah. a few words a here word. and there like it won't be like oh yeah. oh he'll be like oh wolverine like that yeah is season four gonna be the end of mandalorian uh, look as long as it makes money disney's gonna keep pushing it i feel like it's what you go out on and that's assuming like each as you come to an end of that era you could bring a grogu back in the future movies that's yeah i totally get that i am for season four unless season four is the end i'm gonna go 30 percent because i feel like that is the thing you hold that is you're jumping the shark in the star wars streaming like that's when you have run out of ideas you're like make them talk like there's nothing yeah. better than uh, a grown man in a mask talking to a puppet for <clears throat> the bulk of a series <laughs> I'm going to go 30%. Because, yeah, I just I don't think you do it in season four unless it is the end. And I just think even if it is the end, they are doing the Mandoverse movie, which will probably include these characters. Unless they figure out a way to get them out of there. Might include these characters. So as soon as he t- starts speaking, that's jumping the shark, like you said. That's a very, very slippery mm-hmm. slope. 
I feel like it, they should keep it as a way to launch the next movie where it's like he says something which is turns out to be a prophecy or something Ooh. whatever for future thing and then or like he says one word and it changes how the Star Wars galaxy works so we get dropped into a new movie series and it's like this is how the galaxy has changed after the Grogu words like that would be kind of cool and then and then in those series at some point at a very pivotal point, you bring Grogu back, older, and then you're like, "Here's your new Yoda." Or, I don't know. Along those, as lines, long as he's cool. not teenage Groot, yeah. <laughs> and our final lot, at least two new projects and Ahsoka season two will be announced in 2024. I'm gonna go full Brock on this one Ooh. because, like, it would be stupid not for the not. For them to do it, but just like I don't know. I mean, Filoni's in in the in place now, so it's like, when is he yeah. gonna start making moves? But like, it's just like, well, I mean, it'll still be like a um, Kathleen Kennedy like announcement, right? It will. I mean, yeah, I think I, I think she would still do. She'll yeah, she's. I mean, she's the head head of the the comp of the Lucasfilm, but. He's in charge of Star Wars, I think, is how it goes. So, yeah, yeah. he still has to has to report mm-hmm. to her, but I, I I think I think he's got a, a long leash. Mm-hmm. Well, look, aside well, cool. from the ending of Ahsoka not being anything, it was like he's kind of solid. Like you know, it just Ahsoka just stopped. If Ahsoka yeah. would have had an ending, I think he'd be batting a thousand right now. But he's uh. His batting average dipped a little because it didn't go anywhere. Yeah. So I think Ahsoka season two has to be hundred percent announced. Season two for Ahsoka. But I think I think two more. Bob Iger came out and he said we're gonna less uh quantity, more quality. Which right. I don't believe for a second. I think they'll start that way, and then the minute you know one of the yeah. like, they're already like, and we're gonna he says that, then the next thing I read is like She Hulk season two and like something else season two's happening. I'm like, what? Like the minute, like it throw, like I don't know. So I don't buy that for a second. I think they, I think they will slow down for a minute, mm-hmm. and then the minute you know Shang Chi two or whatever makes a billion dollars, they'll be like, we need more of these, and they'll start yeah. pumping them up like they used to. So I'm gonna go. But that being said, we got the Ray announcement, we got the uh, Mangold announcement, we got the Feloniverse announcement just uh, this year. So yeah. I think two two more projects. I think is is really hefty. The Lando thing's also been announced. There's, like I don't know unless there's a random surprise coming. I'm gonna go full Brock as well. <clears throat> I think it's more likely that they'll show us something finally, or they'll like make a massive announcement of like those pre-existing projects, which I yeah. don't think is a terrible move. Like I don't believe no, anything because they don't exist. Trailer. Yeah, exactly. They announced them, but they don't exist. So, like the Ray yeah. movie, though, like Daisy Real is like, oh yeah, I saw. Like it wasn't even a script; it was like a a treatment. It's like, oh, yeah, what? Like that's not okay. Fine. She's like, it's not what I expected. Great. And then you know the mangled thing. I don't think he started writing it yet. Taika Waititi is doing something, but who the heck knows what's going on there? And uh, by the way, I have no problem with him doing Thor for the money. Uh, I have mm-hmm. had taken jobs for the money as well, Brock. So uh, I, don't, I, don't, 
exclusively why you take jobs. <laughs> yeah, I know. So anyway, uh, but there's so much going on already that just if you keep announcing, I'm just going to stop caring even more. And it was hard. Like, I really wanted to care more at Celebration when they announced those things. But I'm, I've just been like, I don't know, fool me once. Just, I was out of it. I'm not into it. All right. Uh, you want to go to top five? Let's do it. Oh, I didn't put the graphic for Never Oh, Tell you blew it. Never Tell Me the Odds and top five. Top five. <laughs> what are the top five today, James? We're just going to do top five Force Awakens moments because yeah. it's been nine years since that teaser. I was going to do top five moments from the teaser, but there's only like seven shots in the teaser, so it really wouldn't have worked. <laughs> so it's. Let's do top five Force Awakens moments. But I am going to cheat, and I am going to put that teaser trailer as my number five because that was like, hey, oh, what is this? All right. And it was looking good. It sounded good. And I was very excited. Uh, my number five is going to be uh, Kylo Ren stopping the blaster bolt in, like, the first scene yeah. where we get, we meet Lars and Tekka. Yeah. And it's just like, oh, that's cool. Like, just like what visually you're like, yeah, this is what George Lucas has been dreaming about. <laughs> so, and then like, he's so strong that they leave and it's like they take off and then the bolt <laughs> leaves the air. Um, yeah, I love that stuff. My number, my number four is going to be uh, that scene, but uh, the beginning when you have BB-8 looking up at the stars, and I was like, oh, my God, that droid looks amazing. It's just that mm -hmm. first moment. It's a nice, quiet moment with BB-8, but it's not quiet because we have stormtroopers coming. But I like that moment, so that's my number four. My number four is going to be similar to my fifth uh, number five, uh, just about visuals. I've said this before. like The lightsaber battle between Kylo and Rey on Murder Planet like just introduced us as... Finally introduces us to... like. It's cool that the lightsabers are so bright, they're casting light on faces, which mm -hmm. is like Ahsoka went crazy with. Like, it just looks so much better. And just that, like, that is one of the lightsaber battles in the sequels that I'm like, oh, yeah, like, they're they're making choices on how this looks because it's just like Ray has no idea what she's doing, but she's just feeling out on the force with just raw aggression. And you see it. And it's just like, and like Kylo Ren is like, oh, yeah. You know, like, even though he is probably more skilled than she is, it's just like, and that's just in one scene, nothing is said, you just see it. And then, like, it kind of points out where the direction of the rest of the movies are with their, with that, like, that back and forth of Ray and Kylo. Yeah, I'm going to go. That is my number three as well. Is the, the, nice. The, the uh, Star Killer fight. It was fun. It was at the end, uh, and yeah, just the way the lightsabers glowed on their faces and um, in the snow it was what a great moment. My number three is going to be the Chewbacca humor with "That's not how the Force works." <laughs> oh, no, 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 sorry, sorry. Han, it's the same scene. Mahan says that to 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 Finn. Now he says he turns around. He's like, "Oh." You think hey, you're cold? It's just like, <laughs> and then the nurse later on is like, "You're very brave." It's just like, it's like Chewbacca is an awesome character, but like he's perfect for that kind of humor where you're like, "I have no idea what he just said," but like it works. My number two is the ending with Luke because mm. it was kind of like it. 
the one thing the movie does very well is it feels complete but then it also ends on a cliffhanger like you feel like okay i just watched the movie oh and here's the tease at the end of the movie and uh and it was luke of all the characters uh so i'm gonna go with that as my number two um i think i can do visuals but i'm gonna make a specific on this one it's like jakku just looked awesome like the yeah. the battlefields of, of leftover stuff, like Ray, she just lives in a hollowed out ATAT, and just like it's just like that details like what makes Star Wars cool. It's like it's like this is a lived in universe, and like seeing all that stuff on Jakku is great. So I love it. Yeah, my number one is going to be Ray scavenging through the old Imperial Imperial oh, Star yeah. Destroyer. It was awesome, and seeing that in the teaser was a great moment as well. Because uh, you're like, oh, what's going on? Oh, it's Star Wars. Things have been lived in, and now we're extra lived in in that one. So that is my number one. My number one is, have you seen this droid? White and orange astromech droid, <laughs> one of a kind. Like, BB-8 uh, is just another proof of, like, how a Star Wars movie always has to have a quirky droid. You know, R2, <laughs> BB-8, uh, Chopper, um uh oh gosh it's not really the same because he actually can talk but like the droid from andor i can't remember rm b2 b2 emo b2 b2 emo (laughs) um yeah i just like it's the beauty of that and it's just like you're right like he has those droids that you can't understand that just sort of roll into scenes and out of scenes it's like it's like there's like a gravitas that like like you're like i like like Ray saying she's Ray Skywalker, uh, but then she walks away with into the into the uh, sunsets, and BB-8's rolling. I'm like, yeah, well, the droid, like, you got the droid now. Like, like let's just go. Like, it's just like, <laughs> I think it's why Mandalorian is so successful. It's like warrior with weird little character that says weird stuff, and you're like, dude, does weird stuff. It's like I'm in. <laughs> He's bringing up R five and the Mandalorian. Yeah, exactly. Those are our top five. Let us know what your top fives are in the comments below. It's always fun to um, to talk the wars of stars. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Star wars. Um, next week. Oh, yeah. Patreon. If you're on Patreon, forgot to mention this. Don't forget to send in your ranking of the mo- 11 live action motion pictures. Brock, mm-hmm. I'm going to need yours. Obviously, I know your rankings are Rise of Skywalker, Attack of the Clones, or your one-two punch. As always, not to spoil it for anybody, but those are your one-two. So it was going to be fun. The ranking yeah. of the shows was fun. It was, uh, it was fun to see, like, mm-hmm. how everybody like them different but the rankings kind of they went exactly how i kind of thought they would yeah. no real surprises i don't think but but it was it was it's fun to see so we're gonna add more people this year to the rankings so that the list will have some changes as well so if you haven't put those yeah. in patreon please do so brock yeah i'll be yours i'll reach out to, to everybody else uh but that's it 303 episodes we're coming wow. like by the end of this year we're gonna have like a full we should have we'll be short next year not the end of this end of in 2025, Brock, because we'll still be doing this strong. We will have enough episodes to air one a day for an entire year. <laughs> yeah. Well. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, yeah, episode three or three. Anything else you want to say before uh before I say goodbye? No. Uh 
Oh, okay, um, bye. okay, bye. <laughs> oh, hold on a second. Hello? <laughs> Hello? Sorry, wrong number. Wrong number. Hello? Oh, did you get somebody on the phone? Uh, oh, hello? On, hello? On, hello? On the is, this, is this tax? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I, it's very taxing. Uh, all right. She's fired. All right. Kathy, Rocky, you were Kathy always. You were always scum. Rebel scum. Hold on. Okay. Now you're scum. Welcome, bags. Thanks for watching. Don't forget to give us a thumbs up on our video. As always, please subscribe to our YouTube channel, Rebel Scum Podcast, for all the latest videos.